Welcome to High on Chai podcast. From career goals to current affairs, loud and brown bants with serious takes on navigating life as three South Asian women. Just a quick disclaimer that any advice we give is not professional and purely for entertainment purposes only. We have links in our bio should you need more information on mental and physical well-being. Now enjoy this episode. Hi everyone. Before the episode today, we just like to make a statement about what is currently going on globally, especially in the US. We are heartbroken, we are angry, we want justice for the cruel killings of Tony McDade, a black trans man murdered by police, George Floyd, a black man murdered by the police, Breonna Taylor, a black woman murdered by the police, Ahmed Aubrey, a black man killed by two white supremacists. There have been more inhumane murders of black brothers and sisters beyond the people we mentioned. Their loved ones carrying the pain of their loss and the injustice of it. Black Lives Matter. Social media and the news is full of injustice towards black people. The so-called BAME slash people of color community has failed to a great extent because there is racism in the AME towards black people. We are so quick to enjoy and even steal and borrow from black culture, but where is our voice when we need to stand together for the most persecuted community? South Asians must speak up. Your silence will be loud and disgusting. We come from places of discrimination and in our illusion of safety, we must not lose our humanity and speak out. You have a voice, please use it. Black Lives Matter. In the UK too, black people are more likely to face discrimination, brutality and profiling by the very law that is meant to protect all of us. Black Lives Matter. Stand for justice and stand for love. We will have links to ways of helping in our social media. We will always speak out. And to all the protesters, stay safe. God bless. If you have other ways in which we can help and share with our listeners, please do get in touch. Black Lives Matter. We can no longer be ignorant to this injustice. It's been happening for years now. And I think me personally being married to a black man and hearing things from him on his own perspective has really opened my eyes and it really resonates with me even more. I'm not saying that I wasn't aware of it before, but to hear it come from his soul and his emotion really broke me the other day mm-hmm. when he was talking to me about it. And and it's true, the system is rigged, you know? Um, like mm-hmm. we see in communities, poorer communities, it's always uh, black people that are run down, that are harder. They have to work mm-hmm. twice as hard to do anything, to get anywhere in life. Um, and he was mm-hmm. mentioning to me things like university, Oxford Uni, grants, getting a loan, you know? They'll give it to other ethnicities even Asian ethnicities they'll get it but for some reason black people are not Mm -hmm. allowed these grants and these loans and they try and build themselves up and they're constantly constantly being knocked down and I think this Mm -hmm. is what we have to fight for now and like we mentioned we have a voice we need to use it we have experienced this oppression ourselves obviously not on the same level but we have our it's our duty our civil duty if you are you know have any ounce of sympathy or remorse in yourself we all have a duty to say something and do something about this. It can't go on any longer. We're happy to take mm-hmm. things and, you know, you say things like, I'm not a racist because I have black friends or I'm supporting this cause. But a lot of girls out there or men out there are struggling to get married because their significant other is black and their parents mm. aren't happy for that person to marry someone of black culture or from a black mm background and why is that mm. that still makes you racist you are part of the problem and mm. we as your brown people members. yeah exactly and we as brown people we have to stick together as sad as it is mm. we have to and mm. it's sad that we've been whitewashed with all this ideologies of you know why it's better and fair skin and all these things but where did that come mm. from we have to mm. remind ourselves of where all this came from we are children mm. of Africa. Africa was one continent. We were all one place and it, the earth mm. is spread out, you know? Mm. Everything comes to the core is Africa. It is the motherland, in my belief. Mm. That's what I believe. And mm. Mm, I know my children will be half black. You know, that, mm. I have to think about that as well. 
am I say yeah. I, and I know even they're not even born yet and I know I'm gonna have to raise them a certain way to make them aware of the injustice of this world from a young age they are aware of what it will be like when they step out that front door from the safety of the house even if the house is safe you know and the UK is no better than the US we're just mm. good at hiding it more thank god we don't mm. have guns here that's all I can say I agree. but yeah yeah we as South Asians and just as people need to speak up, not be ignorant, educate ourselves, educate others and just do what we yeah. can. Wake up and stand up. If you have, for instance, um, South Asian um, males and uh, a lot of brown people, they're so comfortable with using the N word. Mm. Full stop. Speak up and say that is wrong you don't need to justify why that is wrong that is wrong full stop it's not up for debate full stop because I can't imagine how exhausting it must be for you know 400 plus years of oppression brutality and to this day in the year 2020 we're still seeing things like this in the news we have to think that not enough conversations are being ha- are happening in the brown and minor- minority ethnic communities because where mm. are our voices? Where are we- when are we going to speak up and, and stand by them? You know, it- it's not happening enough because I believe if it was, we- we- there would be more significant um, changes, um, especially in the way that... Um, some of uh, the older community, South Asian community views um, black um, culture and um, black people. Yeah, I agree, Hum. I agree with everything you're saying. I think as well for people who think that this is not a part of their personal community and so therefore it doesn't affect them. I don't think that's true at all. I think the most important race is the human race and any time that... Um, liberties are being um taken away and anytime there is kind of um well I guess with black people it's been systematic for years um like Lily and Jamie said and it's very important to stand up for human rights which is what I believe that this is a violation of um so I think it's important to stand together it's important to act and it's important to not allow yourself to be desensitized to the Mm -hmm. bad things that happen in the world um it's shocking and awful the things that have been happening in America recently but also in the UK it happens as well so it's very important for us to all stand together mm-hmm. and be united in one voice yeah. amen. amen I think that it's really important that you are aware of this wherever you are so say for instance in the workplace you know are you enabling um an environment where they where the black community um feel um safe and 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 feel that they can speak up and without worry of how that will impact their role and are you also standing by your black colleagues um if there is a racial issue or are you quietly you know stepping aside because oh it didn't affect a brown person no step Mm. up step up speak Mm. up this is what we mean that's the time it's not about what's trending it's about you when no one is watching when no Mm. one is when you're not visible are you speaking up is are are Mm. you saying what you're saying outwardly on social media and everything like that and and are you or are you just quietly just enjoying you know the fruits of that community without mm. with, without even speaking up that's that's i can't imagine that frustration and and because yeah, you're accountable as well as well it's mm. mm-hmm. you have to make yourself accountable if you're happy to take do this and do that and ha- happily culturally appropriate then you have a responsibility to also give back um mm. in that sense because everyone has a voice you can use it and shame on those people that refuse to say anything even if it's just one mm-hmm. post, even if it's just protesting something, you could get through to someone by saying something mm-hmm. or just talking about it. And especially shame mm-hmm. on those big profiles, you know, social media influencers and people that have a big following or anyone that has a loud voice for not saying anything. You, no one can ignore this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been going no, on for yes. years. And knowing that it's prevalent, thank God we have things like cameras on our phones and whatnot to be able to see how re- prevalent this actually is. And the fact that it's not yeah. going away. It's still here, like Lil mentioned. It's been going for how many years? It's 2020, and I can't believe we're still having the same fight that's been going on for years. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Protesting is a right as well. So mm-hmm. do whatever you can to protect protesters. Um, it is admirable what this group of people are doing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's a huge um, presence um, in Trafalgar Square. And I think there's been protests in Toronto to protect um, these group of people are willing to go out um, during a pandemic um, and especially when we know that our government isn't being fully transparent about the level to which um, we are at risk especially with black and brown men being primarily most at risk um, mm-hmm. we you know the fact that people are still willing to literally risk their lives and speak up it's um, I'm so humbled by it but also you know, there's many ways you can support, which, as we said, we'll uh, post it and we'll continue to post in our social um, social. Mm. So please do have a look. Um, and we'll also try and have some links below t- um, to the episode that is to follow. Yeah, I think that's it from us. But yeah, let us know if there's anything we can do help, like Lil mentioned and stay safe make sure so keep yourself updated with what's going on don't believe the news that's all i can say because not everything on there is true get your own facts yeah. we will spread facts um yes and that's it from me you guys and Thank you. i i would i would add on like don't be afraid to be um an influence in your in your social circle like mm. even if you feel even if you feel like your influence is small or even if you can't go and protest or even you know do what you can within your sphere it's very mm-hmm. important um to stand for things and especially on social media because social change is really what social media platforms that are kind yeah. of that have global reach yes. that's what they should be there for yeah. that's the most important thing they should yeah. be there for mm. thank you thank you all and um Yes, we will continue to um, speak up and, as as Jam said, just keep us posted on any ways in which we can help. Guys, today is actually our last um, episode and it's also the last um, in the Trust series. And this week we're going to talk about trust in families. And we purposely left this till last because it's one that is I think it's close to home for all of us and including our listeners. Um, And it's one that's quite unique according to your family circumstance. Um, And I think that it was one that we really had to take time to, to understand um, how we were going to kind of share this um, and be as transparent as possible through, through our experiences as well. So um, the first thing I think I like want to bring up is, is trust just a given because you're born into your family like you're like yeah you know I must be able to trust that they'll love me no matter what um and even though realistically we know that's not always the case for many different reasons um Mm -hmm. but should trust ultimately be a given because of the kind of relationship that it is I think yeah go on rather you go first no no you go babe you go okay I think yeah because ultimately when you have family like I don't know, say like you have a family meeting, like you wouldn't go out and tell your friends everything that happened in that meeting, would you? Or, you know, mm. something happens in your family and you wouldn't rush to tell everyone what was discussed in that family meeting. You have that blood bond or that family mm. bond, you know, um, mm. that will always tie you together no matter what. You That will always be on, for example, your mum and dad or your brother or sister or whatever, that will always stick you together. So no matter yeah. what, that trust is there from day one. Like you trust your parents to look after you to a certain age, you know, your parents will trust you to do things for them. Especially at home, you know, where is the most private place? It's your house, your home. No one will know you like your family do, your ins and outs, your quirks, you know, they've seen you grow up from a young age and, you know, you trust that person with your life no matter what. So I do believe it is just instinctual within you from the day you're born to be, have that trust within your family. Mm-hmm. I agree definitely is. I, go for it Han. no I was gonna say I, I agree with Jamie that when you're mm. especially as a child I think you're taught to trust but I do think that like most like there is an ideal for what a family should look like right mm-hmm. there's like this mm. kind of stereotype that you get brought up with even in school like or throughout life you see it in media or whatever of what a family is meant to be what parents are meant to be what children mm. are meant to be what siblings are meant to be mm. and I think based on that there should there is supposed to be a level of trust there but I do think that unfortunately not all families kind of fit that way and I think that the ideal of what family is is um 
how do I say this? Like, it's not necessarily what your family may actually be like. Mm. And so in an ideal setting, trust should be there. But unfortunately, not every family is like that because yeah. we don't all fit this perfect mold. We're not, we're not all like an Ikea family. Like, yeah. And I mean, <laughs> we shouldn't be anyway, but like, that's kind of, so I do think you get taught that it should be there, but mm. it depends very much on your relationship with your family, to be honest, mm. and how they are towards you, how you are towards them as to whether trust is there or not. Mm. Because it's really sad. Like, I think when you're a child, you you just assume that it's a natural bond, right? So you're like, yeah, yeah that, and, it, and trust is at the basis of it. But then the more you become aware of yourself and the more you're like, yeah. you start to question things <laughs> and, you know, in it, and it, then you start to be like, oh, you know, okay, how are they, say, for instance, if how are they going to react if you, um, you know, come out, um, as gay or you mm. know how how mm. and this is mm. the thing there's different things as you get older that will mm. test um the trust in your family because I think it's unconditional but only unconditional when you meet the conditions that your family have put uh for, against you yes so you take yeah, all of course. Them. yeah because yeah. if you keep like yeah ruining that trust breaking that trust you want to break that relationship as well Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. but then what happens yeah. if you're the who you are if who you are um mm. goes against what so say for instance it's really sad but um I know that from some of the experiences I've heard when someone comes out to their family mm. it's seen as a betrayal of trust when they're actually yeah. just trying to share this really important part uh, of their being yeah. um mm. and so it's I think that this is the problem it's like it's then that actually this unconditional trust what you gave to be unconditional trust isn't actually unconditional because you've broken one of the conditions that they expected of you which was to mm. kind of be the tick 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 of or even if the perfect oh, the perfect child is exactly or the perfect, it. yeah or mm. if you now change religions how are they going to react or mm. if you're like look I found that this spiritual path is better for me or you know mm. I'm seeing all the pain in the world I just can't trust God right now like you know these are and those are really raw mm. moments um, yeah that you have to just understand like are my family gonna be with me is it really unconditional trust that they're giving me or are they gonna be like no I see that as a betrayal it's a very like do you see how I'm saying it's like a really Mm. it's trust is all good until you shatter it with something Mm. that they weren't expecting I definitely think it's a cultural thing as well like depend like like each culture has their different idea of what a family relationship should be like mm. and some of those some of the like I guess I can only really speak from my own experience like but it's like mm. some of the some of the expectations that they have of you are like outdated mm. if that makes sense yeah, yeah, so yeah. I mean so it like it has no place in in the current world but they've been raised a certain way and obviously you mm. have differences from generation to generation it's a mm. really tricky it's a really tricky thing Um, And it very much depends on the kind of trust that, let's say, your parents had with their parents. You know, it just stems. It just goes further and further back. Yeah, that's true. Because I think sometimes we see in even in our community, like if you don't do well in certain exams or if you don't take the path that they had Mm. set out before you, then they again see that as a betrayal of trust. Um, But what I found from my own personal experience is because um, my from on my father's side they all ended up going into creators my dad mm. then naturally and because my grandmother and grandfather like actually supported that my mm. dad then never put up the pressure and maybe actually like no he actually ended up putting no pressure on us <laughs> at, at all when it came to education and it'd be yeah. something that we'd kind of like nudge him about so I was like you know and he was like look I trust you got this and I was like look you're trusting me too much at 16 <laughs> Need some guidance please like I was like so you're like you're like in the club and dad's like I trust you I trust you he's like you've got this you'll figure it out you've got this path and I'm like no like I am lost right now dad I'm just smoking fags in the park to be honest like, like, like you did all right though Lil you did all right yeah. yes you did I think I think we did good girls <laughs> right in the end but yeah so like in in the family like in in the family in families do you mm. feel like um 
from your own experiences, maybe that there's certain people in your family that you give more trust to than others? I would say there's a thin line between like love, trust and respect. Like you mentioned oh, before, yes. like um, so right, so like true. If you came out to your family, or you know, you had to tell them some news that made made them think differently from you. Like mm-hmm. I don't think love would ever go, but mm. it's that not the it's not disappointment. I guess it might be the loss of respect or expectation of you, mm-hmm. um, and what they expected of you. Because obviously, your family Jamie? when you're growing up, your no! parents put a lot into. <laughs> We've lost you up, her. Um, a lot of time, again. effort, resources. So they expect, oh, you know, no. it's like, I don't know, if you well, put effort in something, was, you expect a good end product sort of thing. Yes, I will take over. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, Johnny, are you back? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Sorry, I was, gonna, I was saying, um, uh, my screen went black, so it must have stopped recording. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> when you put a lot of money, resources into something. It's like when you have mm. something, you put a lot of effort into it, you expect a good end product. And so mm. same with, you know, when you have family, you expect a certain expectation from someone. And in terms mm, yeah. of having more trust in a sibling or someone, mm. I would say there are certain people that you would probably have more trust in. Like some people have that with their parents. If they have both parents, mm. then maybe they, like, you know, girls we more comfortable telling them I'm certain things rather than their dad for example mm. um or mm. other way around vice versa or even if there's a sibling that you have you'll have more comfortable telling them about something because you think they're more understanding mm. or if you have someone yeah. closer in age or a cousin or something like that you know when I was growing up for my own experiences I was quite close to my cousins because we were on the same things we weren't interested mm. in the same things I could tell them stuff that I didn't feel comfortable telling my siblings for example um mm. So, yeah, it just depends on your circumstances and who you've grown up with, I would say. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. How about mm. you, Han? Um, I think in terms of, like, if I gave people more trust or not, like, mm. I, I think because trust has so many, like, faces, I guess mm. it depends how you're looking at it. Mm. Like, because when it comes to certain things, I would say I trust my mum more. When it comes yeah. to other stuff, I would say I trust my dad more. I think it depends on where the commonality is with that mm. particular person. I obviously don't have any siblings, but like you were saying, Jamie, like, I was very close and I'm very close with my cousins mm-hmm. um and so I would say that because they're closer in age and because we're similar we have similar like outlook on life etc yeah. or similar stages of life yeah um I trust them a lot but in but not necessarily in the same way like I could trust my parents to like guide me let's mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. but I wouldn't necessarily trust my siblings of the same my cousins of the same age or like younger to guide me in the same way if that makes sense so I think there's different things for different people but mm. I do think ultimately as children you give the most trust to your parents yeah yeah because they raised you right so mm, at yeah. one point you had to trust them with everything because they they are the reason that you survived mm. essentially which um, is why it's so horrendous when it's broken um and you know we won't um speak on that too much now but it is it's something that in the future we want to speak on which is you know i think that in the news as well we see a lot when parents break that trust um you know from for children that are so young and too young to understand um and I think that's when trust is such a an important thing and it's almost it's divine in what it is because the kind Mm. of level of like I think again it goes back to how we were saying trust brings love doesn't it like and it's like yeah even like a baby trust has that innate trust that yeah. their mother and father, more so their mother, will provide for them, you know, yeah. and feed them. Yeah. And that's even, like, uh, with animals, we see that. Um, yeah. So it's just so horrifying when that isn't the case. Um, mm-hmm. And I think especially on this in the South Asian community, we're finding mm-hmm. that people are now more able to speak more openly on this. So mm-hmm. we will have a discussion in the future with a guest regarding this Um we're kind of going around it <laughs> and that's mm. kind of intentional at, at the moment but we'll definitely speak on it more um mm. but yeah yeah I think that when you uh, are speaking on trust you can't speak on trust without bringing up vulnerability so yeah. for instance myself um when I wanted to kind of speak on um, certain things that have happened in my life and sort of of like crisis moments in my life, I've had Mm. to really bring vulnerability um, 
to the table with my family and be like, look, I know I'm the oldest, but actually I haven't got it all together. And this Mm. is what I'm going through. And I need a moment um, because I Mm. think that sometimes I go into myself because I'm like, I'm oldest and I should have it all figured out. And they're trusting me to have it all figured out. But actually, I think they're just trusting me. No, but no one does. Yeah. Yeah. Trust Mm. me to just be honest with where I'm at. And what, yeah, they need, yeah. what I need from them, and what they, mm. and also I'm also trusting them to be honest about what they need from you, me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas I think that sometimes, because we're we want to be so rigid in our roles of like I'm the elders, and I think even in the South Asian communities that you know mm. I'm the provider, the men, even for from a men's perspective, like man, yeah. men, men's, <laughs> men from the, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like from a like you know they have that I have to keep the house going, I have to you yeah. know properties the thousand properties for mm. my children and make sure they're secure <laughs> the reality is the economy I know. doesn't allow for that you know I mean? <laughs> like it's just like no but also I always I have always felt like a man should not carry the entire pressure of the family like yeah. it's not right that's what the whole family is meant to be there for mm. to come together yeah. like everyone should carry their own not their own but everyone should carry their their responsibilities and they should deal with the family as a whole Mm -hmm. because you see that you do see that especially in Asian men you see that so much like they feel like they need to be it's not even necessarily that they want to be so they don't even know that there's any other option but Mm -hmm. it's like they feel like they have to be head of the house and they have to bring the money in and they Mm -hmm. have to you know pay for the kids and the wife and all this kind of stuff and obviously that's changed a lot but it's kind of still going on and I, Mm -hmm. I just don't like I don't think that men should be put under that level of pressure. Agreed. It's so in much the same judgment. way that I don't. Mm. Yeah, there is too much judgment. Mm. There is too much judgment. I was just gonna say, like, quickly yeah. on that. Also, in the same way that women shouldn't be put under all the pressure to raise the children, yeah. mm-hmm. almost on their own in a married relationship as well. Like, there should be equal partnership. Agreed, hon. That's a really good point. Mm. I think different it's... roles, but equal partnership. Sorry. Yeah. No, hon. It's just it's right, but I also think that our parents have this because they've they came here on their own they our mothers did not have their mothers to take care of you know help with the children yeah um, they were just very much mm. doing it for themselves and yeah um they were really building up a life for themselves but also right. at the cost of them forgetting some of the trauma they must must have left behind mm-hmm. so even for my mother like it was only recently that we really had like um a deep discussion about her moving to Sweden and ultimately that mm. was because of um the civil war um mm. and her safety um and then also what that meant for her and having to build a life for herself quite young in a country mm. that she was so unfamiliar with and having to learn a language and even learn the styles and and you know just yeah. kind of adapt to what was, yeah. yeah and it was just like it was really interesting to hear that because she decided to share that with me we yeah. had a new level of trust but I could also share yeah. more things about my experiences even just mm. dating and stuff like that um mm. so it kind of built this different friendship level to the way we we communicated which was really nice but I think that that is what happens when you're vulnerable like do you find that as you get older that 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 level of trust changes with your parents I do feel like parents soften as they get older I guess because Mm. they're starting to relax and starting to feel like oh you know my child is starting to get it together and so they 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 don't panic as much Mm -hmm. but what you said about a friendship with your mom is so beautiful because Mm. I I feel similar obviously with mine like I have Mm. a really good friendship with my mom but the thing with my parents in particular when it comes to trust that I really struggle with Mm. is that they still feel like even at my big old age like that they Mm -hmm. they (laughs) need to hide stuff from me for my protection (laughs) like you know when you're young and they're like oh don't tell her don't tell her whatever okay fine understandable but my parents still do that and I feel like that is a barrier rather than a protection like I feel like when you get to a certain age and your children are adults now like Mm. you've really got to allow that vulnerability and allow that openness in order for the relationship to take the next level Mm -hmm. otherwise it's always going to be a child parent relationship it's never going to be more than that if that makes sense no I think because they're always trying to protect you like no matter what your parents always be your parents like my dad even said like no matter how old you guys get you will always be my babies I think that's with all parents you know no matter how old your children get or whatever they're doing like you could be Mm. you know prime minister you will always be 
your parents' mm. baby. They will always see you like that, even when you have but your I own do, families I, and everything. I do. Yeah. I understand the idea of like you still feeling nurturing towards your children, even when they're mm. grown, even when they're married, even when they have their own family. Mm. But mm-hmm. sometimes I, I personally feel like not viewing your children as adults, like mm. or as their own people, or as mm. their, you know, especially once your child mm. becomes married and maybe has children, so then mm. your child is now a parent. Mm. I think if you're unable to really see those things, accept those things, and and realize that they are now part of the relationship properly rather than babying your kids you're kind of you're you're it's kind of like your relationship has hit a ceiling because your yeah. kids will forever be 21 let's just say do you know what I yeah, mean yeah, yeah. and they'll never get older than that and some people think that that's okay but I feel like that's not really that's not really mm-hmm. keeping up with what's going on I, that's how I feel yeah, it makes sense I think it's it's this weird balance between we kind of I feel like as I get older, you know, I'm now going to reach my 30s in two months, less than, no, less than two months. And I, and and it's so weird because my mum this morning, she literally, (laughs) oh my gosh, you made such an amazing tea. I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, oh my God. Don't get me started on this. I cannot talk about this. My 10-year-old self would have been like, sweet, living my best life. I was like, mum, I'm 30 and jobless. Please do not do this to me right now. I'm feeling feeling very, very vulnerable. This is not what I need. But bless her. I think it's because to an extent, our parents genuinely do have pride in those things because they probably do see our inner child um, no, but don't you find it weird? Like, can I just tell this side story yeah, on go, team please, while we're here? Please, I feel like it. I've told you guys this before, but please like there was it. there was like this time right where some visitors had come to the house, okay, yeah. and I hadn't seen them. Like, you know, you know those ones that you haven't seen in years, and they're like, oh, we haven't seen you since you were like whatever. And they're like, do you remember me? And you're like, no, no. obviously not. <laughs> I was like two when you saw me. So <laughs> anyway. So they come around, yeah, then my mum does the whole, oh, you need to serve them tea, whatever, Mm. right? Okay. No, actually, this particular time, my mum wasn't there. So my mum had gone shopping or something. I don't know what she had done. And these Mm. guests had dropped in and it was just dad. Mm. So dad was like, can you ask everybody if they want tea or coffee, whatever? So I was like, yeah, of course. Like, you know, I know how to be a host. So I'm like, yeah, okay. (laughs) So I make make these teas and I bring them in, right? And I shit you not. It's like, I like, honestly, it's like I had won the Nobel Prize. (laughs) They were like... This is the most amazing tea. And and like, and my dad's like, yeah, she's good at tea. And I'm like, what? I'm sure it was like a secret marriage proposal or something. Maybe it was code. Like, (laughs) I promise you, the way, the way they were just so impressed. Like they hadn't seen me in like maybe 15 years. And they're just like, this tea blows my mind and I'm like I've actually and literally I'm sitting there thinking I've actually achieved things in my life would you like to know what they are or do you just want this tea tea girl and like as much as I was being praised I was like really annoyed on the inside like what the fuck is happening is this all people expect from me like yeah anyway I think it's it's, it's a weird one no I definitely (laughs) because I was it was such a weird feeling of like I kind of knew why my mum was doing because I just do think parents will always see your inner child and I do mm. believe that your inner child or never your goes. inner housewife I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm hoping it's inner child but um, <laughs> yeah and, and I feel like it, it never goes away and um, so again I think it's maybe that vulnerability of sometimes yeah we can be kind of childish with our parents and and be like look I just need a good cry or I need a bit of a tantrum right now because I'm having mm. a horrible day and only you can give me that like you know that lovely bit of roast that you make that's just right for me or like do you know what I mean you, know, you go and get me those royal like samosas that I love so much I mean like mm. I think it's like your family that you can be that annoying kind of vulnerable that your friends would be like oh grow up but you're they're like oh look, she does that all the time do you know what I mean like, yeah, but I think that's, yeah. well that's the family dynamic like but if the situation was turned around like your parents were being vulnerable like they were crying about something like 
it's horrible like it breaks you to pieces when oh you my god well. I hate seeing, seeing your yeah. dad cry oh my god it's yeah. like the worst thing yeah. in the entire world exactly exactly as and much like, as we should be yeah. encouraging men to get in touch with their emotions <laughs> I, yeah. it's so hurtful to see your dad cry yeah that's really hard but you know that's when you see that they're human as well like you see your parents or that's just my mum and dad or whatever um you don't actually yeah. see them as you know actually having human you know what I mean like it's funny yeah to say, no I do you know what I'm talking about um mm. i think when they are like that you know they're showing you that trust that they have with yeah. you because they would never be like that with someone else like That's people that are their children their family like even like i've seen like siblings and stuff like that be really vulnerable and you can only be like that with family in some situations that you is couldn't so be with friends or like that agreed mm, and i've even seen true. like i think with um some of my close friends even with my parents I see my dad mm. being most comfortable being upset around my mum like being able mm. to like shed tears and just exactly. really yeah. be his most vulnerable self because there's that yeah. trust there that you're not going to humiliate me and you're yeah, just yeah. going to have that empathy that probably no one else can get it's like yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's pretty beautiful <laughs> it is oh babe it's so beautiful I mean yeah man <laughs> it's so weird when you speak on inner child because I'm like yep I'm so in touch with my inner child right now <laughs> you're like I basically I was so tempted to buy one of those like coloring books recently but then I just knew I'd do it for a day and then be done with it like <laughs> <laughs> do you know there's people like that Daddy, they pretend to be babies I've seen that some weird fetish isn't yeah, it yeah it's adult babies adult, yeah adults that like to be treated you won't fetish <laughs> No, no. like each, no. if that's your thing no. let it no me, no 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 <laughs> And they have partners. So, like, the gun guy had a girlfriend that would, like, wipe his bum and stuff. I was like, no, 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 Demi, stop, I didn't know it was I'm going off topic. I thought it'd be, like, you know, back in school where, like, girls would wear dummies around their necks and then just, like... Oh. No, no, this is hardcore. They literally has, like, an adult-sized cock no, and everything. No, no. <laughs> probably had some issues. Exactly. I didn't think about this. I'm gonna end up thinking about this. In I'll, my send quiet time. I'll send you a link. I'll send you a link, hon. Don't worry. I do not want it, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Babies are us, anonymous. I don't know why. Uh, Adults are us. <laughs> I'm leaving this conversation. <laughs> okay, so guys, like, oh, like, what, what, what do you think? Um can allow for trust um to grow um in a family um apart from vulnerability is there anything else that can just really contributing to like be it with parents or with siblings mm. or loved ones in a family context what else can help that to to flourish bonding activities yay like your zoom quizzes <laughs> like what like your zoom quizzes Oh God! If I do another Zoom quiz, I'm <laughs> going to lose my mind. I'm so bad at them as well. I've never won one. Like I'm just—I feel like the system is against me. Like, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, like uh, no, I genuinely feel like sharing in each other's passions mm. um, is one really good way of building trust with your family. Yeah. Like showing mm-hmm. up, my. My mom's really into dance. My dad is really into like property um, and business. Well, yeah, mainly property. Um, And like, obviously I'm into music. So when we share in each other's passions, like Mm. I guess we understand each other more. And then so that trust also comes with this level of understanding, which Mm. I think is needed to build trust. That's so So, nice. That's nice. Yeah, that is beautiful. It's really sweet. And I love that it's also unique, isn't it? Mm, Also different. Oh, how about yeah, you, yeah. I don't know. You know, okay, let's work a point. I have like nine other siblings. We're a big family. <laughs> and there's a big gap between the oldest youngest, about 20 years. So my family yeah. dynamic was very different to like what normal people have. <laughs> like I thought I moved back to my parents' house recently. I've always been married. There's still my brothers yeah. here who is with his wife. So there's like three couples in the house, plus my two yeah. younger siblings. But it's nice. And especially as Asians, you're kind of used to it. We know what it's like. Um mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I think one thing that's made us build trust is us each individually going, well, like we're all so different. Even though there's ten of us, we're all very different. 
yeah. in our own ways. And I think one thing that has built trust is us going off and finding our own path. So we've all like done our own things and different experienced different things, lived abroad. Um, I think one thing that really opened my eyes is going back home with my mum. I've seen this whole yeah. complete different side to her that I never mm. really think thought about before because I see where she grew up and my his family history and things like that. Cause I don't know for some reason yeah. my parents don't really tell me about too much about that stuff. They're always worried about you know what's for dinner and this you know that kind of thing day to day. They get <laughs> yeah, so yeah, caught up in yeah. all that we don't get mm. to see the other side of them. They have this rich, beautiful culture that we don't really get to experience because we're here. But when you go back yeah. home, you can see everything, all of this. You know, I got to see the villages and the towns and um, so much history that is in that as well, and which has. You know, my mum got married quite young. To have 10 kids, you have to get married quite young. And so she mm-hmm. lost a lot of that when she came here. She came here young, like you mentioned, without her mother. Um, mm-hmm. And she was here with looking after my grandma, my dad's mum. So she had to just go into that, raising us a whole life, my mm-hmm. dad trying to support us. And I think one thing has made him trust us more is seeing us grow into our own people in this country yeah. with the understanding of what they've had as well. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think that sort of helped him to realize you know he can trust us more because now he asks us for help with things and advice and things like that whereas before he would never ever do that you know mm-hmm. like now he relies on us to do certain things for him which I think is beautiful that is beautiful huh? because mm-hmm. I definitely yeah. see that um <clears throat> with my parents and especially with my dad not being too well he's had to really mm-hmm. fully put his trust in myself and my brothers and trusting that we all work together um, to, you know, to, to maintain his well-being and, and really just, you know, keep him healthy and happy, but also just have fun. So, like, it's really hilarious. Mm. I mean, my brother's, like, constantly pranking him, which is great. Like, it's <laughs> so much entertainment for the family. <laughs> um, but also, like, you know, him playing away on his melodic car or, like, we go for country dogs, <laughs> like, just things like that. He trusts that we'll um never abandon him and this yeah. is not to say just because you moved away that's not abandoning your parents at all right because mm, even yeah, yeah. as we said our parents had to do that for you know quite <clears throat> horrific due to quite horrific circumstances yeah. but it was never they abandoned their parents but it's about showing up being present mm. like <clears throat> you know and that could relate to friendships or whatever relationship you have just being visible when and and showing your love it's not enough for people to just assume you love them and that mm. I think especially the family like you yeah. don't because your family they can't just be like yeah they love me no show your love and that could be through yeah. whatever but you will know your family's love language best um and how they want <clears throat> you to be present and it you know sometimes it's exhausting sometimes you just want to curl up and watch Netflix but sometimes mm. you just need to be seen and to just be there with your family that's what matters um and just like even sharing things with them so like I watched the last dance series with my dad and that was a really nice experience. Mm. Um, and we watched a few other documentaries and documentaries he knew that might be difficult for me to watch, but he watched with me. And that was a really nice healing process and like, mm. and things like that. So it's, it's, there's always things that you can show to, by developing your relationship with each other and also building a friendship to an extent with your family members. Because I think sometimes mm. we assume that friendship will yeah. be there but I have mm. plenty of family members that I technically should be close to but I don't because we didn't build on that relationship whereas I have right. distant cousins that I'm closer to because we built a sisterhood and a brotherhood mm. together like you know what I mean like we really care about each other like mm. because we we are present for each other so I think that's really important and in that way you build that trust to to share information with each other without judgment to to really celebrate each other's victories and be mm-hmm. there or the, the the losses as well and not be gossiping about gossiping about as well not being so ready to go and rush and tell do you know what's happened to this yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, really building that trust and um ultimately that comes from I don't know yeah to from a friendship when you guys say yeah yeah definitely because now we're older my siblings we we talk a lot more we're more friendly we have jokes with each other whereas when we were younger we just wanted to kill each other but now that we're older, we have that you have that respect. Like you said, you do grow more of a friendship and you're happy to like share more things. And like before I would never like sit down and have dinner, like just me and my sister. But now like I'm happy to do that. Do you know what I mean? Like you appreciate that family bond more, I think, when you get older for what it is. Because a lot of people don't have that. And when you realise what you do have, you do appreciate it a lot more. Especially in these times. I mean very lucky to be able to, you know, be in lockdown with family and not by myself. 
that's so true i'm so true i'm so grateful mm. to god for, to not be on my own during that this time and to mm. have loved ones to share with them the technology yeah to, yes to, amen you know, have that so in fine like just final thoughts <laughs> final <laughs> thoughts um yeah what, so what would you guys say ultimately if you could just like one word or whatever about what is important um for trust in the family Mm. yeah Jams, you go first yeah i'll say what i said before like there being a fine line between love respect and trust like if all those three things aren't there one will always just go without that kind of you know why do you trust your family because you have that love and respect for them same with respect you do with love and trust um Mm. and without that those foundations you need to invest and grow into like you said little put effort into it because if you're not putting effort into it and that person's constantly giving 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 um even with family they can give up you know there's been situations i know of a family have given up on someone because they've just tried so much like no matter what your family will have you day in day out no matter what happens they will always have your back um but there is a limit to that as well so i'd say it's give and take and with trust you have to give as well if that makes sense, uh, with the love and respect, like I mentioned. So, yeah, all those three things. Um, yeah, and just make an effort with it as well. That's true. That's true. Yeah, definitely. How about you, Ham? Um, I, think, uh, I think that when it comes to trust in the family that you shouldn't assume that it's just there because mm. you guys are family. <clears throat> I think that every single relationship in life is a relationship that you should work on mm. and family is the, the one that you are, I guess, closest to usually. So I feel like, or one of the closest, let's say, mm. I do feel like that is something that needs effort um, and needs uh, honesty as much as possible. Like, I mean, I know a lot of people that automatically, like, <clears throat> I guess I can only really speak from a kind of child to parent perspective, mm-hmm. but I feel like when it comes to, um, like, children, to your parents, there's a lot of people automatically um, go down a path of, I'm not going to tell my parents stuff. Now, I understand that obviously you're never going to tell your parents everything. And like, Mm. to be honest, no one in life should be privy to everything. That's my opinion. Um, But like, I do feel like um, a lot of people go down the path of, okay, I'm going to have one personality to my parents Mm -hmm. and I'm going to have another personality to my friends and who the rest of the people are. And a lot of people have gone down that path. And and for me, I feel like a lot of Asians have gone down that path. Um, Mm -hmm. So people I know in particular, like, um and what happens is later down the line it causes a lot of complication and you know people don't feel understood and people don't feel um like their connection with their parents is strong enough and I think Mm -hmm. that and you know sometimes people for example like if you're in a relationship everybody knows that you share you share as much as you can in a relationship and you Mm -hmm. you know what like you, you whatever so but sometimes people don't see that same way of thinking with their family because they think maybe my family will judge me or maybe it's more complicated and I'm not saying that it's easy but I would definitely Mm. say to have a real level of trust with your family Mm. you need to try to show them who you really are and Mm. try to understand who they are because later down the line it's going to mean something do you think that's more prevalent in like South Asian families because we have certain expectations I do because of the because of the the strictness and rigidness of the mm. culture and some parents are very very strict and so I can yeah. completely understand why people have a right to live their life and so therefore they don't tell their parents but mm. I still feel like even in those cases like later down the line it's going to affect you like at some point maybe when you get old enough to really have your <clears> own <throat> life you need to start letting your parents in yeah. to what's going on that's mm-hmm. what I feel like yeah, no, I just I think it will make it will make the biggest difference to your happiness more than yeah, anything else that's true especially I think <clears throat> it's it's a hard truth to realize you know if your parents are really there for you unconditionally um mm. through thick and thin <clears throat> and not just because you tick the boxes of what they thought your life should be um yes um and I think that definitely with certain things sometimes they're not fully ready to trust it out of fear of what may happen to you for who you mm. truly are. <clears throat> yeah, but that's yeah. what family is for to be there through through it <clears throat> and not just 
hide you from things. Um, mm. So ultimately for me, I think trust is really important in the family um, in that you come as you are. So you just, you are so truly yourself and, um, yeah. and with the hope and belief that your family will support you. Um, and also, you know, family can be built. It's not just blood. It's, it goes beyond that. Um, yeah. And we've seen many people who, who build beautiful families beyond that. I believe my sisterhood is a family and a really important family to me yeah. um, in terms of the support and love um, and how trans- transparent and real I can be with them. So, <clears throat> you know, never be afraid to be who you are because there's always people that will love you um, mm. as you deserve to be loved. Very true. That's beautiful. You're beautiful. <laughs> You're beautiful. <laughs> You're going to cry at the end of this. probably are. You've been so emotional. Like, yes. it's, been, it's a heavy one, man. You know, um, I really pray you all have a blessed week. Um, just want to say again, we do love our HOC community. Um, we feel so blessed to have you all. Um, thank, and um, you can follow us on Twitter at Hi on Chai PC. Yes, at Hi on Chai PC. <laughs> What's our Insta, girls? <laughs> Hi on Chai dot podcast is our Insta. And also, like the topics that we talk about, like you guys are always welcome to mm-hmm. talk to us about anything that we're kind of talking about you can talk about things that you want to hear I mean we do say that every couple of episodes but like when we talk about stuff we talk about it because it is important to us and it means something to us so if you guys want to reach out like always feel free like me Jamie and Lil are so friendly so (laughs) don't ever feel away like you can talk to us but yeah Instagram is highonchai.podcast and you can email us at highonchai2019 at gmail.com You've been listening to High and Try Podcast. Bye! Bye. Bye. <laughs>